and welcome back to episode nine of the Gucci Mint podcast. Today, all of our questions are about aesthetics, how you look, losing weight and not feeling good in your body. And we've got a bunch of questions that all alter around that theme of how you look. Okay, I'm just going to jump straight into it. The first question is, you have discussed looks quite a bit. How do I get past the need to put on makeup before leaving the house? I am so ugly without it and feel like no one needs to see that. I'm so interested in what you have to say about this. I cannot imagine ever letting people see me without makeup. What a I question, what a vulnerable question. That is probably going to resonate with a hell of a lot of people. Yeah. A little bit resonates with me. Mm-hmm. And definitely how I used to be when I was younger. Totally resonates with me. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, I pretty much never wear makeup. <laughs> mascara. It's a big occasion. Lucky if I brush my yeah. hair. No, I remember I being younger, I'm 22 now, maybe I'm up to 15, 16, I couldn't look people in the eye if I didn't have any makeup on. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt so ugly. And I still wear a lot of makeup now, but I don't feel the same need to... I don't feel embarrassed if I've not got it on. I don't feel like I have to make any excuses or apologies. Um, what would I say to somebody suffering with that? I'm trying to think how I got over I it. I thought when I read that question that you would find that quite interesting. No, I did. It, um, it doesn't. It doesn't I do too, well. almost from the opposite point of view. Like, I can't really imagine where people find the time <laughs> to put makeup on or the inclination. Oh, well, we do, we do. <laughs> and it's not that I don't think it, it looks nice. Like, I, uh, I'm an artist. I, I like the artistry of it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I have worn, I've, I've never worn a lot of makeup, not in my entire life. Mm. Um, not routinely anyway, yeah. it's like I've put on like false eyelashes and all that to go out yeah. and stuff. I know, I know, <laughs> if you'd seen me back in the day, Beth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I've, I've done all that. I just don't, I've never done it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And I've never done the heavy foundation thing and all that and the contouring and everything. Probably amazing right Um, and I I think that kind of touches on the point when somebody starts to wear makeup every day it's almost like a body dysmorphia the contrast between that very refined very artistic very perfect sort of look versus you know what you just look Mm -hmm. like will become more extreme like a bigger differentiation and like your face without the makeup might just look quite like startlingly like uh, undefined. Yeah, different how yeah. you use. Yeah, you, do you know you're right. It's like editing pictures on Instagram and people have this like warped view of how they should look. And also when you wear makeup, you become blind to it on yourself. Yeah. And that's how you see girls <laughs> go from just using mascara, some eyebrow stuff, mm. to like really heavy makeup. I was one of those girls. Mm. I did not listen to people when they told me I looked ridiculous. <laughs> I you can see blind. how that happens. So yeah. it's just like it's a, a like a <clears throat> gradual thing. A little bit like when people lose weight, sometimes they don't know when to stop mm-hmm. because they can't see the difference. Yes. Because it's just been so gradual to them, they've not felt the difference over time or seen the difference over time. And um, They said something else in there about uh, ugly. Yes, I'm so ugly without it and feel like no one needs to so, see that. that, right, yeah. So I think that's really at the crux of this because the, the 
if somebody is, and I, I honestly, I, I can think of a bunch of people off the top of my head that the makeup thing applies to. I remember there was a little thing that went around Instagram for a while and it was like some big, brave, bold move if a woman showed a picture of herself without makeup. Mm -hmm. And I remember being kind of like, what now? <laughs> Come again? <laughs> I was like, but then when I spoke to some of my friends about it, who did it, mm -hmm. I was like, do you know, like, why like in a sincere way why mm. is that such a big yeah. deal for you and um like i've got friends who won't go and pick up the kit won't drop the kids off at school without putting their makeup on first yeah and that idea of behind all that is i'm i'm so ugly um and this idea that they don't want other people exposed to their ugliness yeah that's that's now got nothing to do with the makeup and of course the makeup has nothing yeah. to do with any of this like you know you you could say like if it was really like if you strip it all back right and you go people shouldn't care about their appearance at all then we would all walk around in our pajamas without brushing our hair yeah so appearance does matter to us it's our it's how we choose to be seen by the world and it's one of the things that we have like a lot of control over how we choose to be seen and it represents things about us this is where I'm, I'm going somewhere. Okay. It represents things about us. So if you think of it as a personification of how you feel about yourself, you start to peel back the layers. Mm -hmm. So what does it say about someone? Or what does it tell someone themselves? Because it doesn't matter about anybody looking on. What does it tell someone about themselves if the way that they want to be seen is always in their mind perfect mm -hmm. yeah and why do they think of the way that they're portraying themselves as perfect so what's happened to them to create this idea that that image that they've created is the perfect version of them that they then are comfortable showing to the world yeah let's backtrack so we go it's a, it goes back to confidence and self-concept. Yeah. Like, how do they feel about themselves? Yeah, they, they truly only believe they're valuable if they've got makeup on, which is a shame. It actually makes me quite angry. Yeah. It gets me angry when someone places such importance in what other people think about them. For her to say, no one needs to see me like that. Who? Are you, you're trying to say that they're more valuable? than you and i'd also wonder like you see loads of people throughout the day you know all different looking and everything do you feel that way about other people when you see ugly people you know if there is such a thing do, do you get angry do you get sad no you probably don't i don't maybe some people do you might think they do do you think yeah so i can i just i never thought of that until you said that there you might find they do because quite often people will um, project onto other people mm. the same emotions that they have. Now, this is a sort of cyclic thing. So if um, somebody works in an environment where they've got a lot of colleagues and someone comes in and you know they don't find that person physically appealing, uh, not necessarily in a sexual way, just they find the, the, what they wear, the way they've done their hair and all mm -hmm. that, and they find it 
uh, off-putting. So they look at them and they might they might even vocalise it to a friend a little. Yeah. Uh, but you know they'll have quite a visceral reaction to the appearance of that person. And so they know that people think things like that about other people they because are. they think mm -hmm. things like that about mm -hmm. other people. But then you go, well, why do they think things like that? Because that thought, especially if they're not vocalising it and they're not saying it to that person, has no impact and no influence on what that person then sees anyway. Yeah. So they still see that person. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> they're stimulating this negativity within themselves, this uh, negative viewpoint of another individual. Why do that? Mm -hmm. Why do that? And that pretty much always comes back to the same thing, which is projection. Yeah. They're projecting, like maybe, maybe for them, if they uh, can feel like they are above someone, I look better than them. Uh, maybe that uh, lifts them up a little. You know, and then you go, okay, why would somebody need to be lifted up by bringing someone down? And you go, yeah, because they don't feel great about mm -hmm. themselves mm -hmm. because they feel like their place in the world, uh, they're small, they're unseen, they're unheard, they're unimportant, they're unworthy. You know, and you can see it. So it has this sort of cyclic effect where if they're thinking something negative, they obviously they automatically assume other people are thinking yeah. negative things about them which becomes this sort of uh, trap that they get in that they can't yeah. get out of. Absolutely, absolutely. It's complex, but... Yeah, it, it really is. The, there's such a... Like, the need for only... For people to only see you when you've got makeup on is such a... Like, how do I say this without sounding weird? It's going to sound really weird. Sometimes you have to just be okay with just being regular. It's It sounds silly, but to think that you need to be beautiful all the time, it's just not I mean, that comes back true. to that whole thing that we discussed before about how you look is actually the least interesting thing about it you. Is. And, and if it's the most interesting thing about you... <laughs> I would always say regardless, it would always be the least interesting thing about you. No, it is. Always. It is. And it's, uh, there's so many layers as somebody dealing with something like that has to, like, go through. One, be okay with not being beautiful. Like, it literally does not make you any less of a person if you're not beautiful. Now we can say, oh, everybody's beautiful in their own way and whatnot and everything. But just be okay with being regular, you know? And it, I think maybe categorising that beautiful thing as like that Hollywood like movie star sort of thing. It's like you don't have to look like that. Because yeah. because that idea of like be okay with not being beautiful, well I would argue like, you know, everybody is. Yeah, so that's my point, right? I'm very this actually comes into there was a like the whole body like positivity movement and it always pushed that you are beautiful no matter what, you are beautiful no matter this. But the issue was still the same. People still had to be beautiful. So you weren't actually getting rid of anything. I think that's semantics. So that's about the definition of the word beautiful yeah. and what it implies and what it means. And to me, it Which, just seemed counterproductive. Yeah. Like, just learn to be okay, however you are. Just the present you, how you are, 
that is just fine. It doesn't need to be beautiful, it doesn't need to be ugly, it just is yeah. what it is. No, absolutely. And absolutely. For this girl, like well, this comes back to finding value in how you look and what you literally just said. If that's the only thing you find value in, it's gonna be incredibly hard for you to like not walk around looking fabulous all the time. And also, practically, say you're a girl and you wear lots of makeup you know you wear lots of makeup and you feel really insecure about going anywhere without it like how do you start to turn away from that like what are the steps you go through you know steps have got nothing to do with the makeup the steps are all about in here yeah they are all about self-confidence like why have i never really worn makeup i've never felt like i had to yeah and like i've never felt like i had to present myself in a specific way in order to be accepted mm -hmm. or to be popular or to be that is just not how I interacted with the mm -hmm. world. And yes, I know that probably makes me a little unusual. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I appreciate that. Um, but that's the confidence thing. Mm -hmm. It's that I always believed, and I don't know where I learned this from, um, but I, I believed it from a young age, that talking to people was actually like the more interesting thing and the important thing. And extracting bits of their personality you know and f like finding out who they are like that's what i've always found interesting in people yeah not where they get their makeup from yeah. or which tutorial they watched to to learn how to do that if your eyeliner's <laughs> looking good oh, I, don't I still enjoy the artistry of yeah. makeup like i really do like i've known people that do beautiful makeup mm. or these people like you know that make themselves look like michael jackson <laughs> you know that's what, it's like it's incredible what can be done but if you want to move away from feeling feeling ugly mm -hmm. and feeling like the world uh, doesn't need to see you as you mm -hmm. then that has got nothing to do with your physical yeah. appearance and focusing on the physical appearance just keeps you in this horrible cycle of thinking that that is the solution but yes. that is not the solution mm -hmm. the solution is about do you like yourself mm -hmm. are you nice about people see that thought about the person that you didn't find attractive in the workspace you've got to change that thought mm -hmm. you've got to change the way that you view other people and realize that if you are trying to lift yourself up by putting someone else down then you do not feel great about yourself and that is where you need to put your focus. Yeah. You need to put your focus on your self-worth. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you start building up your self-worth? Start doing things and start talking in a way about other people and about yourself that's positive. Mm -hmm. That's what, I honestly think that's one of the lowest hanging fruits. It's the easiest thing to get your head around and get started with. Mm -hmm. Don't allow yourself to say horrible things about other people. Just don't let it happen. If you hear other people saying stuff, like you don't need to get into big arguments with people yeah, like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like just push back a little mm -hmm. bit you know yeah. if you hear if you hear someone say gina have you seen what she's wearing be like i think it's kind of cool yeah you know you don't need to get into big like who do you think you are yeah. you know you can just push back in a fun way you yeah. know doesn't need to be <laughs> don't need to be waging war <laughs> it's acting and behaving in ways that make you proud yeah you know that make yeah. you feel good and that is the steps to stopping having value and just yeah. how you look that's where confidence that comes is. from absolutely and i i honestly think that 
it's so confusing to people where confident they think confidence comes from because they see people strutting around a stage wearing a beautiful outfit or whatever and they think that's confidence that is not confidence mm -mm. Mm -mm. confidence comes from being certain that who you are is a good representation of who you want to be yeah yeah that is it in a nutshell very good okay that was a good question next question i have always been overweight i'm 22 female and have loads of stretch marks and cellulite this weather is killing me same i keep <laughs> myself covered up how do I lose weight quickly and safely so I feel better about myself with less clothes on? Okay. My... <laughs> oh my god, I'm not covered up enough. There's a lot in there. there my uh, initial response is if you don't feel better right now with less clothes on, you probably won't when you lose the oh, weight. so accurate. Yeah. That... That... Uh, one of the oldest things about weight loss is thinking once you reach that, reach that goal destination, you'll all of a sudden feel great and happy with your body. And it doesn't happen. It does not happen. Okay? Um, uh, Loads of stretch and cellulite. Oh. Isn't that just everybody? I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure it is. I thought I didn't have cellulite, right? I seen a video of me walking away and I didn't. See when I see stretch marks and cellulite as well, it never makes me go like, like I've never yeah. construed it in my head as being a unattractive it's, or uh, negative thing. Can you imagine like back in like the like pre pre media mm -hmm. and not just social media? I mean like newspapers and stuff as well, like pre hardcore media. I bet nobody even discussed it. Yeah, everybody would have been like, "What the hell, cellulite?" I bet no one even discussed it. <laughs> Do you know? Honestly, I was I was in my twenties before i knew what cellulite was mm. it mm. just never uh, because remember like i'm that bit older so i didn't have the growing up with social yeah. media didn't have a phone until i was in my early 20s they did exist i just didn't have one <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a new it's a new age thing and people have to be very careful about this the media could pick on anything we could go all freckles yeah. Why have you got freckles? Let's sell you a solution. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves freckles. Up until this point, the media starts saying, yeah. oh, you freckles? Oh. And they pick on some famous that, person. It could be anything. Yeah. It could be anything. It if, could be. Literally. If you have... Brown eyes. But, yeah. Terrible. And they tell you, be careful, because it is the media that tells you how you should want to look and what not to like about yourself and they've done it with stretch marks and cellulite because yeah, they can sell you a solution yes. and everybody suffers with stretch marks and cellulite everybody <laughs> um, I, I think that yes that's really important to point out um what, uh, went on and said something about losing weight quickly yeah how do i lose weight quickly my ears and safely? Up. <laughs> quickly and safely uh -uh. Quick, well you know it should be safe so oh yeah so, like I mean, I'm hoping that's just a, a panic question. Yeah. It, people do this when it comes to summer. Like, they wait till summer and it's hot. And they're like, oh, God, I now need to lose weight for summer. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't like, happen quickly. You're not going to. Don't. <laughs> well, I mean, technically you could, but don't. Yeah. Not in the way you want to. No. Like, it, it's, uh, there's, there's nothing good will come of that. Mm -hmm. uh, how do I lose weight quickly and safely? I'm not even going to give you an answer because... It's not a good way to go. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. We don't do that here. <laughs> no, it's, it's not a good way to go. And like, 
it doesn't last even if you manage it like yeah there's no safely involved like i mean you could do it quickly but what are we now mid-june yeah so say you went dieted for four weeks it's august basically you could lose a couple of kilos a week if you really depend on what you tried. what you weigh at the moment so like, if you try to lose weight quickly now what you're gonna end up doing is having a miserable summer <laughs> that's what's gonna happen by the way that's... and then it'll come to the end of summer and then and you'll, you'll just, just turn it all back on just eat it all again. yeah that's literally what will happen oh man that is so true yeah, yeah. Don't, do that. yeah don't do that and it's not your solution anyway your solution is the is like all these questions we picked because they represent the overarching theme of questions mm -hmm. that we've been getting from people about aesthetics mm -hmm. and uh, the cellulite and stretch marks uh, definitely sort of drew me in because again i think that's one of those like super like the makeup yeah. question like i think people listening to that question will go oh yes that's me <laughs> Correct, because that's everybody. everybody <laughs> and like, sort of, do you know, there's a, it was, I can't remember who started it. But it's a t-shirt I've always meant to get, which is wear the goddamn shorts. Yeah. Like, see people, and I have heard this, I don't know how many times over the years. I maybe hear it more as a female coach. I don't know if the male coaches will hear it as much. Um, maybe. Uh, where girls will say, They'll, they'll wear leggings mm -hmm. all through summer but, and they'll say no one needs to see that or I can't get my legs out or variations of that and I think an awful lot of people that they say that too yeah. we've got oh yeah I know what you mean me neither you know and I'm like what are you what are you doing yeah like what are you doing it's uh see that what are you what are you scared of? People's people's judgment. Your own judgment, maybe. Yeah. That's uh like what do you think people are like like because it it always this idea of what people will think, right? There's a fair chance they're not thinking anything. <laughs> But it's also really unfair of you to decide what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. It's so unfair. And also, you're so you're so you're deciding what they're thinking, but they could be thinking about what they're gonna have for their dinner. Yeah. So really, what you're doing is, you're just thinking about you, which is pretty much what everybody's always doing. They're just thinking about themselves. Mm -hmm. So the reason that you're not wearing your short shorts is because you don't want to see you like that yeah there's a real yeah so why don't you want to see you like that mm -hmm. it's such a self-rejection mm. of just what is the situation you know whatever you've got stretch marks you've got a bit of extra weight whatever you can't run from that you know you are how you are of course you can lose weight if you're overweight and everything but that like it's like, like you're trying to hide from yourself, mm -hmm. you know, with the. It's like we've said before about people not wanting to get their photo taken or see yeah. themselves in the mirror. It's it's the same thing again. Yeah. It's just not as obviously the same thing. Mm -hmm. 
but it is the same thing. No, you're right, it is. Because no matter how we look at any of these questions, they always come down to how do you feel about you? Yeah. What have you not squared away about yourself and how you feel about your place in this world that you will present yourself in a specific way? And in this case, it's wearing leggings instead of shorts. And that you don't want to be seen as your full self in shorts. Do you know, I watched a girl the other day and it, it amused me um, in a really nice way because she looked so carefree and I was at, in a car park and people wild swim around here and she just walked from one end of the car park to the other, a good 150 metres or so in her bikini. Good for her! Not a care in the world, oh, chatting yeah. to somebody that was a wee bit far away from her, just chatting away to them, blah blah blah. You know, right down into the water, went for a swim, back out, back over to her camper van and sat outside her van in her bikini. Okay. And she just looked so like it never even occurred to her to not do that. Not care. And there's a lesson there for everybody. Absolutely. Do you know what I'd like to point out as well is because of social media and like movies and everything, we have such a skewed perception of what normal people look like now. Like so <laughs> yeah. skewed. Yeah. Where girls feel like they have to wear makeup all the time and there's this other question or they like have to be a certain way. It is up to us to undo that unrealistic expectation. Yeah. For as long as you cut around wearing makeup all the time or wearing leggings because you don't want anybody to see your cellulite, you are playing into the fact that I'm saying women or men, mm -hmm. that we have to look like this perfect way. If we collectively change what normal people look like back to normal people mm -hmm. you having cellulite is not a big deal anymore but it starts with you deciding to wear the shorts and to not uh, feed into the belief that you have to be cellulite free and that's what people like think about your daughters or your children or your sons like do you want them to continue to grow up in a society where the perception of what people look like is so skewed and insane or do you want to start undoing that i think there's there's of there's a sort of double pronged attack here one is um better representation mm. but really here's the funny thing the better representation doesn't actually matter if people feel good about themselves in here mm. i just think i think the representation oddly is actually an easier fight to fight yeah. It's a much longer educational journey to teach people to reassess how they feel about themselves. Mm. And part of that is because of what's bombarded at them. And, uh, you know, you've got to have your wits about you constantly yeah. to change how you feel about yourself. Mm. Constantly. Like, my advice, don't look at social media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Set hours. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, like, edit your feed. I've done that. Yeah. I edited my Instagram feed hard. Hard. Yeah, odd but point. Do you know the amount of girls... I'm saying girls because I'm a girl and all my friends are girls, right? That, like, have um, like self-confidence issues, blah, blah, blah. But they all follow, like, Kylie Jenner and <laughs> uh, Kim Kardashian. Even I know who they are. Yeah, and I'm, I don't follow any of them. I was like, yeah. Why would you want to see them 
yeah. on your feet every day, knowing how fake that they are, and you have still made a decision to follow all these perfect looking celebrities. Mm -hmm. I would just like to point out, okay, that was a bono what to think. No, it's it's true. Um what you feed yourself mm -hmm. and then like remember you choose what you look at on social yep. media yep. right so you set the algorithm on fire and it follows where you go yep. so yes it will feed you more but it'll feed you more of the same thing yep. so i get it feeds me all stuff about the outdoors and hill walking <laughs> i get weightlifting weight, weight and nails that's my favorite <laughs> um you know things about space and uh whatnot but if you are constantly chasing after mm -hmm. like aesthetic based stuff yeah. and unrealistic expectations of of beauty then that is gonna work and weasel mm -hmm. and weave its way into you and you're gonna have a really really hard time getting Absolutely. away from that yeah if you follow all the love island stars and celebrities that's your first problem okay. one of the things i say to people um, all the time when i see them scrolling through like reels and stuff i'm like there's nothing there for you yeah. and it's something i say to myself i remember i don't really look at social media at all anymore but um i do remember there has been times where i've sat and i've started reading comments maybe on something local, maybe on you know, nutrition-based thing or something. And I've started reading through the comments. And before you know it, I've spent 15 minutes reading through like people's like r ridiculous, ridiculous comments. I love it. And do you know, so now if I ever catch myself starting to do that, it's like that little voice is well-trained in there now that goes, there's nothing here for you. Mm -hmm. And that little voice is, it just perks up, it's like, and what are you doing? There's nothing here for you. <laughs> oh. It's pretty well trained now. <laughs> it, oh. it pops up pretty quick now. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, that, you don't lose weight quickly. Um, if you want to lose weight, like, yes, start now, but it's not a... Uh, I think with real weight loss, you're honestly looking to make, like, a lifestyle change as opposed to just losing weight. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, the only time to start that is now. It's the best time. Um, but as far as like trying to cut weight to look a certain way for somewhere, like it's not going to happen and you're just going to be miserable trying to do it. Okay, cool. Next question. I got divorced in my mid-40s. I'm 47 male and I am ready to try and find a new partner, I think. I have started getting fitter and have lost weight, but I am noticing that the weight loss is leaving loose skin. What can I do? My ex wouldn't have cared, but I'm embarrassed to even think about a new partner seeing me naked. At least a third of our audience has gone. What's the answer? What's the answer? <laughs> I will and, tell you. And one of our three male uh, listeners yeah. has uh, sent in a question. <laughs> uh, okay, right. So I'm getting fitter and I've lost weight. Right, okay. So they've got an issue of feeling embarrassed about their loose skin and how they look. So great. He's like, make it like he's looking after himself, mm -hmm. he's getting fitter, he's, he's losing weight, but now he's seeing a, a negative side to it. Now, I've actually talked about this in depth with people before and it needs to be talked about in depth on a platform like this mm. because no one is talking about that. Yeah. What is the negative, or as people mm -hmm. feel it, what is the negative side to losing weight? If you've been overweight or up and down in weight most of your life and you're into your 40s or maybe even into your late mid to late 30s 
and this time you lose weight and it doesn't work quite the same anymore. Now I know a lot of women who have had children will also identify yes. with this. Mm -hmm. You know, their skin's been stretched around their belly and you know, it doesn't just pop back. <laughs> and uh, you know, they've got, the, they've got children and that's wonderful, but they don't feel as good about themselves anymore. Now, I think this is maybe one of the most difficult things to give like a really like poppy yeah. positive yeah. like let's just put a positive spin on this yeah. you feel better about yourself you're just gonna you're not gonna no, care about it's your, a very, your loose skin yeah it's a very real thing and a very real change to yeah. go through yeah and very um obvious to you all the time yeah. because your clothes will fit differently mm -hmm. as well like so you've done all this stuff to make yourself it might even be uncomfortable yeah, you know, depending on how much weight you've mm -hmm. lost, like we've all seen like the old biggest loser stuff, mm -hmm. um, and you know some of them are left with like literal like folds of yeah. skin afterwards, and you know if you have been very overweight and you've lost all this weight and you feel great, you might have folds of skin on your arms and around your knees and around your belly, and. Uh, I have known people to gain weight again because they didn't like the way they looked when they lost the weight. Skin. Yeah. And to sacrifice your health because the outcome of your weight loss didn't bring you the happiness that you hoped it would is devastating. Yeah, devastating. Hard. Now the the hard line answer is um get good with it like that's the yeah right <laughs> like I'm glad you said it <laughs> like look at what you've done mm -hmm. like look how much better your quality of life is why focus on the negative mm -hmm. but then i'm not living in that body mm -hmm. i'm not moving around each day and feeling the skin and i've had this described to me feeling the skin moving and feeling it loose on on the body um so I've also been asked often if there's a solution. Not that we know of. Okay. Unless it's surgery. And Unless even then. Surgery. Um, now, there isn't so much advice here, right? No. More, it's a discussion. Yeah. And I think that's maybe important as well to remember that there's not always a like nice little boxed up yeah, solution or an answer. for mm. human problems and human dilemmas. Um, just to make sure that we're answering that guy's question, he said that he was uncomfortable at the thought of being with someone else, even though he knows that his ex yes. would not cared. But I think he, I think he accidentally answers his own question there. Yeah. Like if somebody knows you and cares about you. Yeah. That was going to be my answer or yeah. response to that. Yeah. They, um, they don't care. That it's when somebody loves you. I think especially as you get older, I think you begin to realise what actually matters when it comes to companionship and partnership. Yeah. And it's not. Like I think of, I think myself and past partners or everybody will be able to relate like, relate to this. So little of us are able to date like supermodels where everything about them is perfect. Like 
someone will always have their imperfections but when you love them it's just like this tiny blip on a much bigger picture like you as a person physically you're a whole picture you're not just that one area that you don't like so when someone finds you attractive it's like your essence and your whole outline it's not the one bit of your like loose skin on your belly or if your nose is too big so people need to remember that because you can get very hyper focused on the thing about you that's like ugly or imperfect know that attractions are big picture type of thing it's funny um when people ask me and it does come up uh, like what i find attractive in somebody one of the first thing i'll say is good manners <laughs> it's also the first thing to annoy you about somebody <laughs> like good manners respect dignity your politeness like a, a bit of self-awareness yeah like those are the things that are gonna like perk my ears up mm -hmm. to someone and the lack of them can be the things oh, to put you I off mean, of somebody i didn't even notice them to yeah. be honest like mm -hmm. somebody who didn't have good manners yeah. like i raved on about some guy that came to the gym because he was so polite i was telling everybody <laughs> now this shouldn't be unusual yeah, <laughs> i was like he was so lovely oh. i was like he came up he, he like looked me in the eye he was super polite about how he asked if he could come and use the gym and mm. i was just like a lovely guy yeah now like somebody then becomes noticeable to you because of how they are yeah. weird this confidence right mm -hmm. and not how they look mm -hmm. And uh, like somebody being very good looking will very quickly become very unattractive if you don't like their qualities yeah. of their personality. It doesn't even matter, honestly. It really like it, physical attraction. Um, it's so weird. Yeah, to <laughs> me, so attraction's weird. an essence to me. It's just yeah. not a like thing where it makes me laugh because I think of some of the people that I've been attracted to over the years or your friends and they show you a picture and you're like that. And they have to argue with you. It's like, he's got a great personality. <laughs> but that's my point. Like, yeah. it just doesn't matter. Like, attraction is so strange. And you just, you need to know that so many people are going to find you attractive despite your imperfection. Yeah. Like, your loose skin. You just give people a chance. Yeah. And trust people. You know, like, I choose to live in a world where I see the good in people. Mm. And where I believe in the good in people. And where I also believe that if people are not behaving as their best selves that there is a route to that yeah. you know and they've ended up the way they are for reasons that can be backtracked and investigated should they wish to mm -hmm. um i uh i think if you you know if you're wanting to date and you're like you know especially like maybe you've been married before or whatever so you've been used to having somebody that knows you really well. And um, I didn't know we were going to start with dating advice. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> dating coaches. Um, because it, dating though, it, just, it all comes to the same stuff. Yeah. Like it's like, how do you feel about yourself? Mm -hmm. How do you view other people? So what I was trying to say there is, um, if you believe that people are basically good people, then don't like... So if you're afraid to show yourself naked in front of somebody that you're getting into a relationship with, then that's got nothing to do with them. That is you, yeah. okay, and how you feel about you. But put some trust in them. Mm -hmm. 
like believe in them yeah. and in the good in them to help you feel safe in that scenario Absolutely. and if they don't then like they're probably just the wrong person yeah regardless of the you know how you mm -hmm. feel about yourself physically you look, absolutely do you know people can find weird qualities very endearing as well yeah see a little receding hairline i think it's the cutest thing on sunday the cutest but people feel so self-conscious about that yeah yeah no, but no, there's no, things know, that just don't bother people yeah. when it's everything to you which is actually really nice because i don't know but you know it yourself like when you give other people grace like when I've just said there about the receding hairline and I think about things for myself, I'm like, fuck, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's lovely. It's a lovely place to be. Just that acceptance of the imperfections within yourself and other people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the loose skin thing though, I think, I'm sorry, we never just quite, we never quite rounded that off. Like, I think, like, I'm not going to sit here and go like, just feel great about yourself yeah. and you'll be fine. Uh, look at yourself in the mirror and like do a bunch of like, you know, it's easy, mo just feel mo good. motivational self-talk, you know? Um, I think that the, there is room for going, right, you're gaining health mm -hmm. and your ability to move through the world far exceeds how you yeah. feel about the aesthetic of the loose skin mm -hmm. okay so there's that please try and remember that mm -hmm. it's hard to remember what it was like to be overweight though once you've lost the weight yeah how terrible you people felt. don't notice the absence of mm -hmm. something you know so like please try and remember how much work you put in to get there and why you did it in the first place and then after that, like, I am going to say, like, the surgery thing is maybe something that you need to consider or yeah. want to consider. We'll look into it. Or, can, or could consider. And I'm in no way advocating it. But there is a possible partial solution there. And I am not going to say it is a complete solution. Yeah. I think there, there's definitely cons to do with, you know, the dangers of surgery for sure. Um, you might still not end up looking that mm -hmm. way that you get that squared away with yourself yes if you do decide to go for surgery get squared away with yourself that there is not going to be some sort of perfect this idea of perfect mm -hmm. that if you get that if you get skin removed like the the comfort level hopefully increases, would increase yeah. your ability to just move around hopefully is so much better that you know that, that you're you're good with that um how you feel about yourself aesthetically uh, that's going to be different for everybody yeah yeah um that's a probably a, a bit of a journey for people uh, and be okay with that just maybe don't go into the surgery thinking that it's gonna be a... like there's a magical mm -hmm like wonderful mm -hmm. over the rainbow moment at the yeah. end of it. I feel like you kind of made a really good point there. Square away with yourself, being okay with not looking how you ideally want to look. Yeah. I think that could go to everybody really. Well, we all get older as well. That, things change. You know, one day you're going to be in your 70s and, or your 80s or your 90s, maybe mm -hmm. into your 100s. Although by the time you're up there, you could be like 200 odd. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> God. Depends what artificial intelligence does Happens, with us. Yeah. Um, like, you're all going to get older, and 
you're all going to experience a change in your body that you didn't foresee when you were 17. That was so far in the future. When you were dancing about, you know, wearing your tiny little outfits and like whatever else, um, that you didn't think it mattered. Mm -hmm. By then you wouldn't care. Trust me, when people are in their 70s, they still care. Yeah, yeah, you're goddamn right they do. They still care. Mm -hmm. um, so everybody's going to go through some version of uh, dealing with their body changing and how they look changing into something that isn't an ideal. Everybody. You're right. Including the Kardashians. Yep. Yep. Probably, they them, will. probably them more than anybody actually because they get it. They are so immersed in that world that lord only knows what happens to people like that when their aesthetic changes beyond like sure. what they're comfortable with mm -hmm. but you're right though it'll happen to everybody and that's why it's so important that you do that inner work where you're not chasing looking a certain way because that certain way will go even if you get there one you won't appreciate the time and two it will go Maybe that helps with the loose skin more than anything else is that real like realization that you know that sort of possibility of high-end looks yeah. like tails off round about I don't know somewhere between 35 and 55 60 I don't know yeah. like and that's 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 that very like airbrushed magazine look um that's yeah. just not where we need to be putting our our investment in ourselves. No. You know, so so for the loose skin, um, to our knowledge, there is no. I I've heard anecdotal things. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never seen any evidence. I've never seen any positive evidence that people can lose a lot of weight without being left with some loose skin. Mm -hmm. Um talk about if you lose weight slower but then we would recommend that anyway yeah. and I'm not convinced anyway that's the solution yeah mostly we've been exposed to it uh, because people don't talk about that mm -hmm. so it's harder to get a idea of what's possible because people hide it mm -hmm. they hide themselves and they're not talking about it and um, that makes it a really difficult subject to get an overarching sort of viewpoint on uh, so we do need to talk about it and it is a real concern and I think when you're losing weight you need to please, please accept the health benefits. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how else to explain this to people that your health is more important than anything. Yeah. People just don't get that. Yeah, like right. the enjoyment of good health, will mm -hmm. your ability to... Uh, go to the gym or ride a horse or get on a bike or do rock climbing or you know whatever it is your ability to do the garden right to do that stuff with ease will far exceed yeah. <laughs> any desire to look a certain way yeah and what does it matter looking amazing if you feel awful you know you nobody would you think you would trade that but you just wouldn't yeah because you wouldn't enjoy it you please know? remember that the, the that it's it is pound for pound worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, see you hmm. I have been doing CrossFit for several years now, 37 female, and have even got visible abs now. Well, my goodness, what about you? 
Does that make me a genetic freak? Well, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Must have listened to last week's podcast. <laughs> but I've also lost my boobs. The three kids didn't help. Hmm. They are just skin now. Sad face. She put a sad face. <laughs> is it? Is it possible to still do CrossFit with a boob job? Oh, okay. Is it a stupid idea to even consider? I know this might not be something you can answer, but I love your conversations and thought you might be able to talk sense to me. Um, Can you do CrossFit I mean, with a boot job? I honestly think if everybody had that level of sense of humour, they'd probably be a lot happier, <laughs> generally. <laughs> um, can you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. there are a lot of CrossFitters have boot jobs. Was that a question? No, there is. Oh, it was a statement. Yeah, That's I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I think it's more common now. Mm -hmm. um, this was actually a conversation that used to come up a lot, like about 10 years ago, um, when folk were really getting into CrossFit for that first generation of people that did it. But now that there's a sort of younger generation doing it, um, I think it maybe comes up more because typically a younger generation are the ones that get a little bit more caught up in, yeah. in aesthetics. And uh, I think though the, um, the this is the loose skin thing again, isn't it? The, the skin instead of, mm -hmm. instead of boobs is different. Uh, because she's got something left. She's got the loose skin, right? Yeah. You know, so it's it's what do you do with that? Well, actually, like you've got sort of three choices. One is don't give a shit. Yeah. Choice one. Okay, just crack on with your life. Um, choice two is I guess some sort of augmentation, mm -hmm. and choice three is actually what I know somebody else that did, and they actually had the loose skin reduced. Okay, so no, nothing placed in, just yeah, the skin. Yeah, and they were okay. very, very happy with that as a decision. Right. Yeah. So, like, I think that's maybe something that people don't think of doing that so much. Definitely not. No. Like, it's maybe something that's not so talked about. Um, yeah, incredible, incredible athlete, and yeah, was very happy that with that sense. as a decision. Yeah, because there's definitely a con to getting um, a boob job, especially if you are a crossfitter. It can become very uncomfortable, mm -hmm. you know. Um, depending on size. I think they'd probably be a bit uncomfortable anyway. Um, there's obviously health, you have to be very careful mm -hmm. with things because they can like pop and whatever. Um, so to be able to have your boobs, if it's a skin issue, like tightened up, you kind of take away that issue of... The loose skin, the, yeah. you know, something's not there that should be or that, whatever. And that without having to like actually to get her. anything. And also, of course, you've got to have them replaced every so often. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, one of the crossfitters, she didn't really do crossfit anymore, but Brooke Ends, she's talked about it, it's, if somebody was worth wanted to know more, she's talked about it in depth. Um, she's had a bit of plastic surgery and she, she was very open about mm -hmm. it, which was, was pretty good, I think. Uh, yeah, I, do you know, I've had this conversation so often. <laughs> It's hard because it is hard crossfit when you get so lean that fat from all of your body goes, yeah, including your boobs, yeah. which is hard, you know. I've hard. had the, the butt conversation as yeah. well, like you're know, sure, yeah. like they get like the, the glutes, mm. but sometimes if they've carried a lot of weight around their, their butt beforehand, then like the skin might not just set the way they yeah. want, yeah, yeah, so. Like, okay, this is maybe a similar question to the, the gentleman before, yeah. but I think, the, I think the boob job one is 
it's a wee bit different because potentially you're putting something into your mm -hmm. body and you have to think about how you would feel about that mm -hmm. like there's a lot going on there so like i know i know the media makes it seem very routine like very just casual like oh such and such had a boob job mm -hmm. like you know and i know i've got friends that have got implants mm -hmm. um interestingly i can't think of any of them that regret it that doesn't mean i'm yeah i'm not like giving it the seal of approval like no. it's not my decision to make i used to watch botched okay i've seen them oh is that yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like plastic surgery disasters right <laughs> yeah um like it's a surgery mm -hmm. it's a surgery you're doing something to your body like um back in the late 90s everybody got piercings everywhere i had loads of piercings um and some people's bodies rejected them yeah like so i think it was my sister uh, had her tongue pierced and the piercing started to grow out so she had to remove it obviously she was yeah. like a forked tongue yeah like so think about um Think about all of the the negatives, the, the negatives yeah. as well as what, like what are the positives? That's, I bet it's quite a short list. That and it's aesthetic as well, you know, and well, God, this is a hard one. Like, do you weigh up the feeling? Also, this touches what we just said before about the loose skin. You might get the boob job and it might not still be happy. Yeah. They might not look how you thought they were going to look. You might have gone too big, you might have gone too small, you might like what we've just said, you need to kind of like square away in your head with not looking how you want to look. Like I think that idea of like so what <laughs> what is it that you're so it sounds like she's chasing getting back something. Mm -hmm. You know, a way that she used to look yes. and she wants that back. Which I think, I think I, like I can get that because she's probably spent most of her life looking a certain way and now she looks different. But then she's also got abs now that she probably didn't have before. Good point. You know? And also aging as well. Like, yeah, I know she's again. had kids as well, yeah, but, but your body would change anyway. Like I think, hmm, what do I think? I neither approve nor disapprove. Mm -hmm. and it's not for me to approve yeah. nor disapprove of it. But I would say, like, what is it that you're hoping is the outcome yeah. emotionally? Mm -hmm. Not physically, emotionally. What are you hoping for as the outcome out of this? Like, what, like, if you're basing your happiness on fake boobs. Yeah. You made that concept. <laughs> the fake boobs, that's so funny. <laughs> like, I think maybe like the inner work definitely and picture getting a boob job and then kind of looking not not quite how you'd like would you still get it you mm -hmm. know knowing that or are you only interested in getting a boob job with this like great picture in your head like i i, I can think of one friend like and she she won't be listening to this so that's that's fine she won't know she won't know it's her um who did get a boob job for confidence Mm -hmm. and she to this day she's she had it done maybe 10 years ago to this day she is still sure that it's given her confidence mm -hmm. and i can between between us i can promise you it has not mm -hmm. it's done the opposite she is so entrenched in aesthetics now that it's actually it's 
borderline scary. Really? Yeah. Like a, a full body dysmorphia yeah. thing. Yeah. And like this selling yourself on the way you look to the extreme. Yeah. Like so all her all her projections of herself into social media are very extreme, overly sexualized, um gratuitous and heavily filtered. Oh and I'm like, sure, like I don't mind the sexualized and the yeah. gratuitous, like you do you boo. But to call that confidence. To think that that's confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Confidence in your appearance, but like what else, you know? But is it confidence in your appearance? Yeah. Or is you it hoping to, that yeah. you're going to elicit a certain response from people? Mm -hmm. Because that's what gives you your dopamine hit. Yeah. Dopamine hits are not the same as confidence. Mm -hmm. You're right. Very right. I just always think as well, like, would you, like if it wasn't celebrated, like having big boobs by society, like, would you even care to get them? No. You know, you wouldn't. No, because no. ask anybody that's got huge boobs and they're pain in the ass. Yes, they are. <laughs> if you ask anybody with big boobs and you've got little boobs, they always tell you how lucky you are. Yeah, so here's here's a couple of things. So another friend of mine back, back when I used to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu many years ago, she got reduction. Yeah. So she was 30, I think, at the time. She got reduction. Best thing she'd ever done. Yeah. I've, I've watched other ladies tell their stories about getting yeah. reductions and being happy with yeah. it. Like it completely changed how she did the sport yeah. because she always felt like she was like her boobs were in the way. Yeah. She couldn't get into the holds. And like if you well, you've done a bit of Brazilian mm -hmm. Jiu Jitsu now, like she couldn't get into the holds and the graph. She always felt like her boobs were like suffocating people and you know, and she yeah. like okay, sounds funny, but like she to be honest, she didn't find it that funny. No, it would have imagine going throughout your day and she was in pain that, all the that, time. Being in pain and oh I, I can imagine it making you quite angry. And for them to people like sexualize your pain, yeah, yeah. that would make me and, angry. And like people admired, yeah, admired how she looked. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, she. I, that's funny that you said that. She was pretty angry. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah, and that people tried to talk her out of getting the reduction. Well, that makes me so angry. Yeah. It actually, does she's, she? Know she's that. a pretty strong-willed girl, you know. And she went ahead and she she did her thing, yeah, you know, for, for her. her. Um, but see, anybody who's older with huge boobs are gonna tell are gonna tell you they they like it's a false confidence mm -hmm. when from when you're younger. I remember an old friend of mine um, once saying that her favorite physical attribute about herself was her boobs, and I nearly cried and I oh. I nearly cried. Oh. Like I still feel quite emotional about it now, because her self esteem was so low that she thought that that was. How people would like her yeah that's a shame yeah that's such a see the thing as well like see if people like you for if you've got big boobs or a big butt doesn't mean they're going to treat you nice by no. the way doesn't mean they respect you they can still be very rude she, and very mean to you she had been treated I, I, in some ways because of that she'd been treated terribly all her life by by potential partners mm -hmm. um because she felt like when she got the compliment that somebody was interested in her which, and she did the whole low cut top things yeah. and all that. So she tried to really sell herself on it because she believed that was her only positive physical attribute. Mm -hmm. And um, I would watch like guy after guy, like follow her around and treat her like crap. Yeah, this is the thing, right? What you put out there in terms of like what you're selling yourself on 
so your boobs and your butt or maybe it's personality and everything that is the type of people that you're going to attract into your life also yeah. so if you yeah. are on instagram flaunting your body that really over like sexualized like looking for that from other people you are attracting people into your life that are only going to value you based on how you look based on how you look and that means they don't care about how you feel and what you think they don't value you as a person like you're anything they don't value anything and that begs the question right when you're thinking about getting your boob job and everything or looking a certain way for what for what because you're nobody's going to treat you nicer if it does it's very like temporary like shallow because there's such a thing as like pretty privilege and everything but for what like ask yourself for what because you're not going to have a much happier fulfilled life being treated better by people simply because your boobs are bigger it could actually cause the opposite yeah. i'm trying to think of a person who i've known where it's had a positive outcome yeah anyway so yeah Ooh. yeah oh i know that's I know a lot of people will be able to relate to that though. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, from both sides of the fence yeah. and all that and from age related and mm -hmm. kids and yeah, again, like, I mean, you know, we picked that question on purpose because uh, like there's going to be bits in there that um, make a lot of people's yeah. like ears prick mm -hmm. up for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, last one. I'm in my 60s now and this isn't a question, okay. I just want to tell you that I wish there were girls like you speaking about this stuff, diet, strength and looks, when I was younger. The pressure on women to be quiet and pretty when I was growing up was immense. Please do not stop. Women need to hear this stuff. I do strength training three times a week. I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, so good. That's so nice. That's so sweet. To be in your 60s and doing strength training three times a week, I like, yeah. love stuff like that. Yeah. I love it. That I like that she told us that as well. <laughs> Something to put it in there. Yeah, um, badass. See if, if people don't, they should follow Train With Joan. Okay. She's in her 70s. You were telling me about And her. she didn't start strength training, I think, until she was like late 60s, maybe. Mm -hmm. I think she's well into her 70s now. And she is jacked. Yeah. Do you know, this is my biggest bugbear when I have like PT clients and they tell me, well, I could never do that, or that can't be me, or I'm too old. I'm like, yes, you can. Just keep this up for like get a few years. Yeah, like, yes, you can. I'm like, and I say this to my PT clients now. It's like you're only getting fitter from here once you start. If you didn't do anything before and you start coming now, you start strength training. You're never too old, and you're only getting fitter and stronger yeah. now that you come to do oh, something. Oh, like not really on topic with what we've been talking about today, but see if anybody is listening and they think that it's too late for them. Mm -mm. Uh, no, it's only too late if you don't do it. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's only too late when you're lying on your deathbed. That is the only <laughs> time it's too late. It's like I, I, I tell this story all the time. There was a woman, I read a magazine article, and there was a woman, picture of a woman doing a perfect handstand. Perfect. And she was 80. <laughs> I love it. And it was just like perfect straight. Piece. And reading through the article and the interview with her, and she's like, uh, just for anybody that's wondering, don't don't get confused. I've been doing this for the last twenty years, which meant she didn't start she until she was sixty. <laughs> that I love that. I love that. There's a saying that it takes like ten years of like deliberate practice, etc., etc., to become a master in something. So you could start at sixty, and by seventy, right. 
be fucking amazing yeah. at whatever you and do. Why wouldn't you? Yes. You're not too old. Yeah. So why think, wouldn't you? Yeah. This idea, I think that that notion that there's an age that you get to where you just quiet down and disappear is going. Yeah. I think that's changing. Good, because it's such I really a... hope it's changing. Yes. I hope I'm not getting a skewed vision of it because mm -hmm. like we work with like older athletes. Um so I I think it is changing though. Good. And but if it's not, we need to make it change. Yeah. And talking about it's the way to do that yeah. and encouraging people. Because there's such a like what you've just said, people think as they get older, you'll be quite down and you stop moving as much and you feel a bit more sedate and as if that's the thing you do when you get older. It's like, no, you can actually just keep doing the things or I start doing things. A lot of people don't know that I didn't start CrossFit until I was 30. So I've never done it as a, like a young person. person? The right words are. <laughs> um, and I remember like listening to like uh, people in their 40s then. And some of them, like frowning hard when I was hearing this them going yeah you know you won't be able to maintain your numbers like your strength will start to go down from when you're like in your late 30s or into your 40s and all this and I'm like why is everybody so determined to give yeah. age a negative mm -hmm. and I was like it's not that I I don't know that you get like a little bit of muscle loss from like I think about your mid thirties. Um, it's not that I don't know that, right? But it's so tiny. Yeah. And when people talk about obesity, make it sound like you fall off a cliff when you turn forty not or something. Yeah. That like suddenly you wake up and you can't pick up a like deadlift yeah. anymore. And maybe that means you just have to try harder, you know. And also like the emphasis. So, like, who's telling the story as well? Like, listen, be. Don't listen to the story. Pay attention to who's telling it. Is this somebody who is typically negative? Yeah. yeah. You know, because people will always look for good reasons why they can't do what they used to do. Well, maybe now they have a glass of wine with their dinner every ah, night. Ah, you know. Right? Mm -hmm. Maybe now they go out on a Friday at lunch and start drinking with their mates. Mm -hmm. And they've been doing that for the last 30 years. Yep. Maybe now they sit at a desk all day and have been doing that for the last 20 years. You know, maybe now they convince themselves they only need four hours of sleep a night. <laughs> maybe now they've got a really stressful job that they didn't have when they were younger. Like, so it's not always as obvious as the storyteller can make it seem. Now, I'm not going to tell you that you have got the strength capacity when you're 80 as you do when you're 25, right? That's not what I'm saying. It's also that's not important, right? But I think you'd be goddamn surprised just how strong you can be, be when yeah. you're 85. Like, really surprised. The differential, I don't know if anybody's ever done, they've probably not done any studies for long enough to know what it is. Plus, you've got to get somebody that was at their peak at 25. Like, so here's the other thing, right? And this is actually where I was going with this and what's most important. Unless you were a top level athlete in your 20s, right? And you did reach your peak numbers. So let's just talk deadlift. So say you were a 25 year old girl with a 200 kilo deadlift, right? Just simple numbers. And uh, 
you spent several years and then you never went above that. You tried and you really tried. So that was your genetic potential you reached. And you maintained that over the next six or seven years. Now you might start to find a small drop off somewhere around about mid thirties into your forties. You're not going to suddenly be lifting 150. That, yeah. It'll work like you wake <laughs> right. up one morning. In fact, we don't know, to my knowledge, I might look this up actually, we don't know what that drop off is. So, and the only way you would, most people would perceive that drop off is if they did have a, if they had reached their genetic potential in their 20s. Most people got nowhere near their genetic potential. Yeah. They didn't even scratch the surface of their genetic potential. So most people did a bit of exercise when they were young, younger. Maybe they had a physical job. Maybe they found it that relatively easy. Okay. Maybe now that they're older, they don't find it so easy. But maybe it's not for the reasons that they think. Like not age anyway. It's maybe not age. Yeah. Maybe it's lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a bit of age. But it's probably not as much age as they think, think it, is. it is. No, I totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. I think they, they, there'll be people sitting there rolling their eyes at that, like... <laughs> um, but again, look, pay attention to the storyteller. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I guess the, the long and the short of all that is, is don't assume, see this narrative of... Um, and I try actually, I try to stay away from like sort of putting this at the forefront of a, a statement. Um, you lose muscle mass as you age because it sounds so deadly. It sounds Scary. so terminal. Mm -hmm. Terminal. And so like, oh my God, when I'm 60, I'm not going to be able to pick up my Tesco's bag. Well, that might be true yeah. if you literally never do any physical activity. Mm -hmm. That might be true. Mm -hmm. But that's got nothing to do with age so much as it has to do with the physical activity or lack thereof. Yeah, absolutely. That. So my biggest takeaway from that is if you don't do anything now or you're not physically fit or anything, you can only get fitter if you try. Right? You can only get fitter. Okay? <laughs> so, yes, you may start. You may start. Yeah. You may start now. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, that's what Yes, yeah, so thanks everybody that sent in the questions. And know that you can always leave them in the comments if you have any. I mean, you can also message us if you don't want to leave them in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to whatever you're listening or watching us on. It really helps us. And why would you not want to? Um, and we will see you next week with another episode, guys. Bye, Bye for now. For now. Bye. <laughs>